So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. So today's topic is going to be procrastination at work. And the problem with procrastination at work isn't actually a problem with motivation. It is normally a problem with clarity. Clarity is something we think about a lot because achieving clarity is the key to getting good results. The problem is clarity isn't always guaranteed. You need a dedicated tool, a good framework for visibility in order to prevent silos and unblocking high-impact, meaningful work. So, procrastination. Why do we procrastinate at work? It's a really great question. And... Like I, like I just talked about, it really stems around the clarity of what you're doing. Sometimes you you have unknowns. Sometimes you're not sure exactly what is going on. Sometimes you're not sure of the big picture. But clarity will always increase your work productivity, and it will most of the time eliminate procrastination. So what is procrastination? Procrastination is the habit of delaying or postponing the work you need to get done, either by doing other things, less important things, or distracting yourself by non-work activities like checking social media, watching TV, other things. And that's especially hard at home. You have to be very disciplined if you're working from home, which a lot of us are. I typically work from home, and I have to make sure that I don't let video games or anything else, social media, my phone in general, get in the way of me working. So procrastination is a form of time inconsistency. The unconscious preferences for immediate gratification over potential future rewards. So let me say that again. It is the unconscious preference for immediate gratification over potential future rewards. So what that means is that we want to do things right now in the time frame so this way we can get gratification now instead of potential gratification in the future. And so it's really evident that we're going to have to get that in our work, get instant gratification in our work. And sometimes we have to be very creative in doing that. Even though you know you shouldn't procrastinate because you need to get something done, it's more appealing to do something now and experience the immediate gratification than work towards longer-term goals. Part of solving this is bringing immediate gratification into long-term projects. You can do this by implementing appreciation or feedback into your daily work. And that there's the one thing. You need to have some sort of accountability partner. 
if you are a pretty good procrastinator. And this is a habit. This is a skill that you learned. And especially when you're working on longer projects, like I'm working on a longer project right now. And I have to give myself like little congratulations every day, little little things to once I get things done and I work on the project, I have to congratulate myself in certain ways. And I know that sounds horrible. There's gonna be people there will be there will be people out there that will say, John, that is a horrible thing for you. But in our society, in the way things work now, instant gratification is just part of our society. And so it's part of who we are. So procrastination doesn't mean laziness. Depending upon who you talk to, people cite many different reasons to why they procrastinate at work. Reasons typically include laziness, lack of self-control, fear of failure, the buildup of a bad habit, perfectionism, feeling like work isn't urgent, confused about requirements, negative self-talk, fear of complex or overwhelming projects, and multitasking. And this is the reason why a lot of people say, hey, you know, this is the reason why people procrastinate a lot. These are at least the reasons they give. But it really comes down to, I don't think people really understand why they procrastinate. Nearly all these reasons stem from one central blocker that leads to procrastination at work, lack of clarity. If you develop a procrastination habit, chances are you don't have a clear connection to why your work matters. This isn't lazy talk. It is a fixable issue. Let me say that again. If you develop procrastination habits, chances are you don't have a clear connection to why your work matters. This isn't lazy talk. It is a fixable issue. And you can fix these things in life. And so whenever procrastination starts creeping in and you feel like pulling away from work, there's some things that we can do to actually help us not procrastinate. So, the problem with procrastination, time inconsistency plays a huge role in procrastination at work. Oftentimes, the work you're doing is contributing to a larger project or an organizational purpose. But depending upon your role, that goal can seem far more day-to-day work, you know, without this insight to why your work matters, it's hard to motivate yourself to get that work done. What's missing is clarity. When you clearly understand, you can draw a direct line between the work you're doing and how it impacts the team or the organization. You're more motivated, but this is a but this is harder to achieve. In fact, according to research, only 26% of employees have a very clear understanding of how their work relates to company goals. And that's staggering. You know, 20% of employees understand how their work relates to company goals. You're talking about 74% of employees out there are unclear. 
That's amazing. Understand how your work is laddering up to the company goals leads to more clarity about how you're making an impact at your team and at the company. This simplifies decision-making. You can mindfully prioritize important tasks based on the initiative that you can make the most impact on your company. Make sure that these goals aren't too far off. To combat combat procrastination, you need a clear line of sight from your work to the company goals. And so there's some things that we can do to to help prohibit this stuff. Um, And I, I talked a little bit right here just about prioritizing things, right? And if you go back to, I think it's episode 39, Uh, I talk about how to prioritize your work and how to do things. So solving the clarity problem. So how do you solve the clarity problem? Well, you can do one or two things. Create team or department goals. If you and your team members have a hard set, a hard time seeing how your individual um, work connects to the broad company goals, consider creating a department or team goals. That way it's easier to draw a line between your work the team goals and understand the impact you have. Because a lot of time when we do things out there, when we're working, we don't necessarily always see the impact it has on other people in our company, on other teams in our company, or the entire company organization. And whenever you're under whenever you're able to get a clear picture of what the company expects out of you and why it matters what you do, you're more likely to really get a clear vision of how you're helping a company. So many years ago, I worked in an engineering department for a hydraulic cylinder company. And the thing is, is that we were to design hydraulic cylinders. The customers would give us specifications, and then we would design a hydraulic cylinder off of those specifications for a certain uh, task that that hydraulic cylinder needed to do. And I understood how my goal of designing that cylinder worked throughout the process because off of my drawings, we created individual parts, and off of individual parts, they were able to be machined. And then after all the parts was machined, pieces got welded. And after everything got welded, then they got sent to assembly. And then the parts all got assembled. And then they tested the hydraulic cylinder. And all of that, none of that would have happened if I didn't do my job correctly. So I was very clear about my role and how it impacted the company. And so without me designing that cylinder, it would have never got made, would have never got sold, and the company would have never got revenue if I hadn't have done my job correctly. So there's many moving parts within companies, and as long as you understand what your role is, And whether it's a vital part or a small, I mean, everybody has a vital part in the company. Some people's roles are bigger than others. And you got to understand that even if your role is small, you are still a vital part of that company. And what you do is important. The next thing is, is that clearly connecting your personal work to company goals. Even if you can't create team or company goals, Look for a way to visualize how your work directly connects to the broader company goals. 
For example, understanding how your work impacts a project that is driven towards a larger company objective can help you better understand the impact your work has. You can do this with, uh, with a goal management platform. You can do this just by writing goals down. It's really cool stuff. But once you get clarity on what you're doing and understanding your part in the company and understanding why you do what you do, then you can then you can fight off procrastination a lot better than other people can. It's that clarity. So let's talk about seven tips to stop procrastination. To combat procrastination at work, create shorter-term team and departmental goals. Draw a line between your personal work and broader company goals and try these seven tips to get you started. So the first tip is connect work to goals. The best way to stop procrastination is to clearly understand how your work is contributing to team and company goals. It's just like I was talking about, about working for that uh, hydraulic cylinder company. I knew that my job was crucial in getting that hydraulic cylinder made and then delivered to the customer. When you have this level of clarity, work becomes meaningful. Instead of doing work for the sake of working, you're contributing to a larger vision. Ideally, this vision is something you feel passionate about. And even if it isn't, simply understanding how your work connects to something larger helps it become more meaningful. Instead of struggling with time inconsistency, your work you do will typically, the work you typically procrastinate on has now clear value. So, in saying all of that, you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Okay? The next one is clarify the priorities. And so, whenever I was uh, designing hydraulic cylinders, we had things that that we would do, and I would literally build this cylinder in my head, starting with the component pieces. And and I had a kind of a checklist. I had my priorities. I need to do this and this and this and this in order to make this cylinder work correctly. And so there was pieces that we had that I worked on first. And then I would, and it was like I was physically building this cylinder in my head and on the CAD software I was using. And so I would think about the end product. And so what do I need to do? What do I need first? I need a tube, right? And then I need an end and a head. And there was all these different pieces. And so I would start, I would make my checklist according to the pieces I needed to build this cylinder. And then that's how I would work on the pieces because it made sense to me. And so inevitably, Deadlines change. This could happen because the project suffers from um, scope creep. Another project gets prioritized, or your team leads, re- uh, um, or your team leads resources based on last-minute needs. But if you know what it is most important, you are prepared to actively manage your priorities. When deadlines and timelines do shift. You have to have the clarity to deliver what works that drives meaningful results. Clarifying priorities is a good anti-procrastination method because it helps you clearly see what works, what it clearly helps you see which work 
is most important. With clear priorities, you know you aren't working on an important task. Instead, you feel like you're wasting a lot of time when you see your see what your work matters. So when you're not wasting time, you see that your work matters. And once again, talking about priorities here, go back to episode 39, and I talk heavily in that entire, that entire episode is about how to prioritize things in your life and how to prioritize work. Number three, use goals to fight perfectionism. Perfectionism is one of the things that I had to overcome early in my career because I wanted everything to be perfection, and it's not. And so instead of focusing on perfection, you need to focus on basically impact. Um, And so if you struggle with perfection, it helps to have a clear sense of impact of your work. Instead of aiming for perfection, focus on completing the task at hand so it supports the company's goals in the best way possible. Here's what I mean. Imagine you're working on an educational animation for a website homepage. Many people will see this work, which is causing the perfectionist in you to panic. That's because you're focusing on the outcome and thinking about all the people who will see the video instead of focusing on the video's goals and impacts. The animation goal is to communicate the belief of your company's products to people who aren't familiar with the products. The impact is education. By reorienting your priorities around the impact, you reduce the pressure of perfectionism and get right to work. And that's the big thing here is that when people start, when people are perfectionists, they just keep working and digging and digging and digging into the same project until and keep tweaking and, and trying to make it the most perfect thing, you know. For me, so when I first opened my first UPS store and we started designing business cards, I would go in and I would just try to make these things perfect. And I realized that I was spending hours upon hours on a design that I haven't even sent to the customer for approval yet. So I learned that whenever me and the customer were talking about the design of the business card, I would sketch it out and then I would go make the business card, I'd send the customer a proof. And then the customer would turn around and send information back to me if there needed to be any changes or any tweaks to it. And then I would make those and send it back for another proof. And I would only give the customer three proofs. You got to get this done three times or I'm going to start charging you for, I'm going to start charging you extra for my time. I told the customers up front. And what happened is, is that the customer started getting things right I quit being a perfectionist, and I started designing for the end, which for the end user, which was my customer. I wasn't designing for me anymore. I was designing for my customer. So that's what I did. And once I made that shift to where I was designing for my customer, then I made a bigger impact, and I got the job done faster because I wasn't worrying about the card being perfection. I was worried about whether the customer liked it and what kind of product I was giving for the customer and having the customer check the card and making sure it was to their specifications, not mine. So 
That there is number three. The fourth one is, the fourth tip is, break big initiatives into smaller tasks. And if you've listened to my podcast, any at all, let me tell you right now, this is a big piece for me. In fact, I just got off the phone and me and Gary Chupik was um, doing a video call today and we were talking about some of the things that he's developing in his business. And, you know, I brought up the old Indian adage, which is, how do you eat an elephant? And that's one bite at a time. And so that's the thing about it is, is that you got to break things down into smaller tasks. And then keep, and if that's overwhelming, you break that down into a smaller task. Because the problem that we get with these big tasks or these big um, projects or anything else that we're working on, just like for me, let me go back to my example about me working at the hydraulic cylinder manufacturer. So I get a big project. They were going to order, I don't know, a thousand of these cylinders, big project. I got given the specifications and I had to design it. Well, the thing about it is, is that that seems a little overwhelming, but I broke things down into the component pieces and then that's how I designed. I had an overall strategy that I had to answer these questions first. Okay, so they gave me the, they gave me the, um, the dimensions that they needed. They gave me all the information I needed, and then I would put into a formula piece. And I had things where I wrote down, I need this, I need this, I need this, and I would break all this stuff down. I do some calculations, and then I knew what I had to then draw. And then I would break that cylinder down into its individual component pieces, including even individual welds that go on to like um, the lug. Anything that needed to be welded on the cylinder, I actually drew the welds into. I broke this stuff down into smaller pieces, smaller tasks. And this stuff wasn't hard. And once you break it down, you can get things done pretty quickly. And next thing I know, you know, a day and a half later, two days later, I've got this thing drawn up, ready to go. I send it to my engineering manager. He checks the drawing. Whatever mistakes I made, I'll go back and correct them, send them back to him until he checks and makes sure, because he's the quality control of the engineering department, to make sure that everything was correct. And then he approved the drawings, and then they went into production. And it was normally samples being made. If it was a brand new cylinder, it was normally uh, samples being made. And so this was just a really cool piece, but, you know, but I had a process and I had, and I broke stuff down from this big thing that we've got to design this cylinder to the customer specifications. Well, I got the specifications and then I went through my process and, I, and the process was to break this big, huge task down or this big, huge project down into small tasks that, that was, that was prioritized and that was done in a logical manner. And I think that there is a really big thing um, that you can do. Um, the next one is capture everything to do. So going back to just what I said is that I had the specifications. I made sure that I had everything because it, when I was doing my calculations on this hydraulic cylinder, if I was missing a piece, like what the stroke was or what the lug nut needs to be, or I'm sorry, or the lug on the cylinder needed to be, or the cross tube, or anything else that needed to be on this hydraulic cylinder, 
I would go and I would call the customer. Oh, I need this piece of information. I would get this information. I would do this stuff up front. So make sure that you, if you want to keep from uh, procrastinating stuff, make sure that you get all your stuff. And then once you, once you do, because everything goes back to breaking things down into smaller pieces. And that includes capturing everything you got to do. You got this big picture, you break it down. These are the pieces I need, right? And then you say, okay, these are the specifications I need. Oh, I'm missing a piece of the specification. Okay, I've got to call the customer and get that specification. Capture every to-do. The next one is make sure that you have definite uh, deadlines that you have to comply to, that there will help with procrastination. Because if you have a deadline, and as soon as you get your project or whatever it is, and you have a deadline, it's, i got to have this done by such and such a time. Even if you have a bigger time frame that you can say you got two weeks to get it done, set you a smaller time frame for each individual piece. I need to get this piece done today. I need to get these done here. So then this way, you can set deadlines for your smaller tasks, for your bite-sized pieces too. That's just the cool thing about deadlines is that when you have a deadline, then turn around and look at your smaller pieces and set deadlines for yourself on when you have to have these done. And that there is number six. Number seven is uh, try these time management strategies. And there's a, there's several of them here. And if you look in the notes, you'll be able to, to read and see them. But uh, some time management strategies is uh, get things done is the uh, is 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 one method. The uh, GTD method is based on the idea that more information you're mentally you're mentally keeping track of, the less productive and focused you are. Instead of relying on your brain, the GTD methodology encourages you to store all of your work and information on an external organized. Um, Piece. So you can write things down on paper, you can put things in spreadsheets, you can do a Word document, you can do all kinds of things. But you have to get them so that this way you're not relying upon you to keep all that thing. Um, the Pomodoro technique is uh, alternates between work and break sessions. It is a 25-minute work session after which you have a five-minute break. After doing four of these, you take a long break. Your work is in short spurts, but more likely to be more productive and stay motivated. That there's another way to really uh, fight procrastination. You can time block stuff. Time blocking is a strategy where you schedule out every part of your day with a time block. You effectively break the work week into bite-sized time slots where you check your emails, work on projects, take breaks, and even exercise. Then there's time boxing. Time boxing is goal-oriented time managed strategies to help you increase productivity and reduce procrastination. Time block represents a goal to a finish a particular task when a certain within a certain time frame. So time blocking means is that you block off the, the time for each individual piece. Time boxing means is that you've got an overall time frame to get something done. So let's say you've got a week to get this project done, right? That there's time boxing. Time blocking is is that you've broken this project into eight pieces and you've assigned X amount of pieces, X amount of time, all right? The last one 
is the two-minute rule. The two-minute rule is simply time management, a time management strategy. If a task takes less than two minutes to accomplish, do it now. This methodology focuses on small tasks with the belief that if you get them out of the way quickly, you have more time and more brain power to get the higher impact work done. So this right here are some time management strategies. Um, if, like I said, if you look into the notes on the podcast, you'll be able to read them. Anyhow, but this right here is uh, is just great ideas to help you not procrastinate. So I just really want to thank everybody for listening today. Thank you for being on my podcast. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. And folks, I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.